Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SCTV for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment for you each week. I am here again, not with our usual crew. We are down one man, but I'm here with my good friend, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Hello, hello. Doing okay. Sorry that our, our dear friend Chris couldn't, couldn't be with us this week. We're in mourning over Chris. He's, uh, he's away at his historian conference. Um, I think he's, he's down in Connecticut. Um, you know, history, if we don't respect it, we may, we may never learn from it. So I, I wish all of the historians, apparently it's a, a rather large history historian conference. I, um, I don't know what they really do at those those co- conferences. All I care about is that he's representing us well <laughs> down there. What What do you think are the issues that he he would have to represent us us for? Like just just fellow New Hampshireites, I guess in general. <laughs> I hope he gives he gives us a good name down there. I'm sure he's making us proud. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there are many. History. I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but history moving forward. I'm sure there's lots of things to think about and keeping track of things and um, museums and all of that. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's a there's there's a lot to do. So good luck uh, to Chris with that, and he'll be back with us next week. Although he has left us uh, with a little uh, a little par- parting gift, uh, his his thoughts on the week. So we'll get to that later. Um, but what do you think, Mike? You ready to talk some some TV? How was your TV viewing experience this week? Um, it was it was fine. I've had better weeks. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. We'll uh, we'll talk about this later. But you know, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in like four years, and in anticipation for Dave Chappelle this this week, I watched. But you mentioned to me that this was not a good week of of SNL, not a good week for me to catch on. Uh, no, in the last I thought five it was years. probably the the lowest point of, of the season. <laughs> uh, they they had some decent um, political content, like they have all year. But um, Cumberbatch as a host, I don't think he was he was all of that there. He's just not that that naturally uh, talented a live comedic performer. Yeah, as I think uh, many of the roles he was given needed. I agree. I mean, I'm a big Cumberbatch fan. I just saw Doctor Strange, uh, but we, we we could talk more about that that later. I guess the other big news of the week, and you know, we we like to stay out of the realm of politics on this. Uh, on this podcast so you can you know escape from uh from your your daily life and enjoy enjoy our tv talk but it is uh the big news of the week outside of uh rob kardashian and black china's new new child which is obviously the the top news of of the week congratulations you you two i know chloe's very happy to be an aunt once once again but we also had uh huge upset in our presidential election the u.s presidential election and um i think it's at uh you know it's at least uh it's at least worth mentioning and uh we'll 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 have to see how things go uh moving forward i think it's it's safe to say for for me it was a surreal experience i think no, no matter what your political views are uh you probably weren't uh you probably weren't expecting that 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 outcome uh, no, and it was an especially surreal experience for me, um, 
just because I was working the political coverage of it uh, on Tuesday night at the news station that I work at up in up in Concord. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we had f- five straight hours of nonstop political coverage nationally and locally in our our New Hampshire elections. And I was not in a good place throughout those those five hours. Uh, it went from bad <laughs> to to worse to just like unconscionable. I I felt I felt crippled by the end um, because as I've made no 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 secret uh, throughout this this election, uh, I have been a democratic supporter and uh, fervent opposer of of our president-elect um for a variety of ways and i was just i'm still in a a very very sad low place that must have been unbelievable not only um because of your political leanings but also because I, i think virtually everyone all all the polls and all the analysis was pointing to uh a, a democratic win and it probably one of the biggest upsets uh, of, of of all time as as far as a, a presidential race you know there i think there's a lot to be learned from from this election in the way that it was covered uh, nationally by by the media and the way it was um, polled and the way data was analyzed um and just the, the various double standards that were um, provided to each candidate. Uh, th- there's just a lot to, to learn from and to perhaps do differently the next time around. What was the scene like behind the scenes in a newsroom environment? Uh, I wasn't in the was newsroom or the control. I was in the studio out with the, uh, the two hosts as well as the obligatory um Republican and Democrat supporters. Ah, okay. So it was, it, and it, this, it's a very like nonpartisan um, news station. They, they try to remain as, as down the middle as possible. So there, there wasn't a whole lot of like analysis as far as the sure. implications of, of, of each party, but it was just more like, this is what's happening here and this is what's happening there. Um, Gosh, they but, must have been surprised, though, right? They're, I think everyone was surprised. I was, I still am, in a, in a bit of shock and mourning. Um, I, uh, you know, we'll we'll have to get a, it's Chris's a helpless views. feeling, and it's almost a hopeless feeling. But I, I still have to try and remain hopeful. You know for the future we um, as as much as i as much as i can as much as we all can mike and uh mike and i and all of us from new hampshire always take a bit of an elitist viewpoint as we're really uh you know we're the smallest swing state we're uh really the only new england swing swing state so we always you know that's true our per- vote perk up a little bit more than a lot of other people's yeah, vote. you know on on election day when you walk around new hampshire uh Everyone's looking a little bit, a little bit chipper. Uh, you know, at as, least I, earlier, as I tweeted this out, though, I am proud of our state in general because I think we, more than most swing states, we we stayed strong. <laughs> in 
in what way you're talking in a in a, in a partisan way like it, partisan way we yes. went the way that you want we we well, i mean the polls were correct in new hampshire we voted the way that the polls suggested we would vote and no and we didn't we didn't cave to the rest of the country it was a crazy day and uh if it didn't work out the way you you wanted, I'm uh, I'm sorry. And if it did, c- congratulations. And ho- hopefully, we can all um, we we can all work together moving forward. Uh, and we will continue uh, hardly talking about any politics at all on this po- podcast. So please don't don't worry. And we will move on uh, right right now. Uh, let's talk about another sur- surreal political ex- ex- experience. Um, this time, one that. Uh, <laughs> all 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 fictional um with our good friend Kiefer ladies and gentlemen the return whom, whom of we designated is, survivor whom we learned is an independent Kiefer Sutherland president w- Kirkland oh he he said that he's he's an independent that's right well of course he is <laughs> yeah gosh he um what an episode. Mike, give me your, your initial thoughts on, on DS. This is DS season one, episode six. Uh, after our second one week break in three weeks, we, we, we have, we have returned and, um, lots of stuff happening. Uh, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was, you know, just what we've come to expect from, from DS at, at this stage in its life. Um, just sort of devoid of any soul or just artistic expression. <laughs> just, you know, just as, as straightforward and generic and lifeless as you're going to get from a one-hour uh, network drama set in <laughs> Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, it was pretty all-around all terrible i don't don't know what you thought you know like you've mentioned uh in previous weeks and i'll mention again we've been off two of the last three three weeks uh please please never do do that to to us again we're We're headed for another big break with the holidays oh my god we have to prepare we're already hanging by a thread here so um but but you've you've mentioned in 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 the past the angle that this show comes from obviously is intriguing but they waste so much time on on just stupid stuff like we already have enough that can fill up these episodes um we just waste time on this stupid stuff now one one thing that i appreciated was we finally spent some time on attempting to rebuild the government when we've spent five episodes very only dancing around it a little bit it's true we've spent more time on the whatever you want to call it crisis in in michigan involving the the rogue republican governor than we have on on anything involving like attempting to rebuild the government as as one should that day one you would think that would be the the top priority on the show as well as for the characters on the show so this episode opens with president kirkland speaking at i believe like a governor's ball or a or it's like a conference it's all all the governors are in 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 town it may may i just say that that premise alone is preposterous because the last time all of the 
nations leaders, including the president of the United States, gathered in a single room in Washington, D.C., they were blown to pieces and all died. So, what, two weeks later, they, they go ahead and, and do the exact same thing? They bring Probably all at, the a, remaining. at a less secure location. <laughs> that is a good point. And Noah, you keep bringing it up. You, you have been the voice for the ridiculousness of them not having proper security after this this huge all-time <laughs> that, that national crisis. They're still crisis. just operating just so casually out of the White House as if as if they're not at risk in any way is it's kind of an insult to the intelligence of the viewer but that they, then they go ahead and, and do this i mean like literally the the only remaining like voices of within the government that can help to rebuild the country they go ahead and, and gather them all into into a room because they need all these governors <laughs> to appoint the Congress, and if if they all die, then what? L- lieutenant governors? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we what are we talking about here? Um, now, I've got a couple of questions. Hey, wait about a second. Wait, sorry, sorry. No, please. And then you're passionate about this. And then they're they're immediately at risk from from this this gunman. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was by himself. But what if what if it was like some some militia that that marched marched the grounds? They, they all could have been <laughs> slaughtered. I've got to say, one of the cheesiest moments of the entire series thus far and that's saying something was when <laughs> I've, I forget exactly how it goes down but someone informs President Kirkland that there was that attack uh, they're at the White House right yeah I'm pretty sure that was outside the White House yeah yeah, yeah actually it, it is because I, I remember them showing the bullet holes in the, in the side of the White House and then they <laughs> They they say a gunman has has attacked the White House and then the the dramatic mu- music plays and it zo- zooms in on Kiefer and he goes like they've already attacked the Capitol building, now the White House what's next? And I was like oh man and then like I'll tell you what's next the White House getting freaking blown up with everyone inside <laughs> they've already That's proven what's next they, they've already proven and you know they, they almost deserve it. it at this point with the way they're they're tempting fate <laughs> they're testing them. <laughs> now, I'll ask you this. So the the whole the the episode really is, is based around two things, right? It's the interactions with with the governors, and it's the FBI agents interviewing the yes. uh, the, the the terrorists. Um, here's here's my question: why why does he really need the support of all the the governors? Is my fir- first question. Can't he just say, "Send me your." send me the 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 representatives or you're you you won't be rep- represented in the federal government like why does he need all of these these people's support and second well they tried to present it like a lose-lose situation in that i mean they, they introduced the the, the the narrative device of the syrian refugees mm. being blocked by the republican governor from from entering the entering the state um so in order for, I forget exactly what the situation was, he needed the approval of the governors, he right? Needed the, the, he needed to be able to work together with the governors to get the government up right. and running, but... In order for, him, in order for them to agree to, to help him, he needed to block all passage of um, immigrants into the country. All immigrants. All Everything. immigrants. 
I mean, and this is where I think the show fails as well, is that it's just, it's so blindly ideological and it's so, it so clearly has like a partisan point of view. It's, it's very, I would say liberal, it's very Democrat in, in the way it's at least presented Kirkman and his team. Yeah. And uh, and th- their opposition. Yeah, I mean yeah, it is yeah. very political, but it just does it in the most just caricatured, like ham-fisted <laughs> way imaginable. Like I'm I'm a pretty liberal person. I think in many respects, uh, you are as well, in, in some degree. To some degree. Uh well, again, I'm sorry to everyone. I know you're not coming here for our pol- political. But anyway, I'd uh, I'd, I'd say I'm more. I'm probably like in the middle like a li- right. libertarian right but even i'm just like rolling my eyes at at like the way the show presents like republicans like i think is <laughs> it's it's not it's not very good in the way it's doing that definitely uh no shame in in that area let me say this though y- you know it's time and time again if there is a national crisis if there is a war if there is anything, like if, if there is a huge national crisis, not nine eleven, causes people to come come together. It causes like a surge mm-hmm. in national pride and in working to, to together. I think there is no way that those governors would come and just be ready for a fight. I think <laughs> they would be coming in, right. Like exactly. ready to work and get the government going. Like not, not not just be like, hey, if you don't work with us on this immigration issue, we're gonna already screw over the country even further than it's already been. Like that is ridiculous to, That's to me. That's true. Yeah. Like they would be coming uh, yeah, in. Just look at the way the country responded in mass um, to the nine eleven. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this this show so clearly wants to present this as <laughs> like an allegory for nine eleven, and it's just it is doing a terrible job at that it would literally be like like you just pick one everyone has their issues that they're passionate about and everything's important but when there is a crisis everyone sort of has to work together and come above it it would be like some huge national event happening that you have to face Oh, but this very small issue we have to, I mean, I know immigration is not a small issue and they're tying it back to you. They don't want more people to come in, um, and, and attack us. But really it's like, you're going to focus on this one issue when there's all this other work, work, work to be done. Really. It relates back to the show as a whole. Yeah. Uh, there's all this work, there's all this work to be done, but we're worrying about whether Kiefer is his, his son, his son's father at, at times. Like it's, it's, it's just, and they, uh, they just have to constantly present like these, these moral conundrums for <laughs> Kiefer and, and his team to, to reconcile with. <laughs> and it's just, it's just constantly going to that well like what, what's he gonna choose is he, is he gonna choose the side <laughs> yeah. of 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 his heart of his of his moral ideological leanings or yeah. is he going to do what's like politically expedient or maybe um is he going to compromise with the other side and it's just like rinse repeat every week we're dealing with with this with, with Keith Sutherland. <laughs> um let's uh Oh no! Please, if you hadn't. And I would be remiss if we if we didn't mention that the the fact that that we were so close, so close to 
closing this episode without without hearing anything from or about the paternity of <laughs> of Leo Kirkman. And yet, at the at the very end, uh, we get we get that woman questioning Cal Penn uh, about yep. that. Yeah, they they snuck it in. They snuck it in. <laughs> Right they under the crack. Never for never forget that it's it's coming, Mike. It, coming back it, in a big way. It, it is coming. Oh, and we also need to talk about her uh, in in that situation. I mean, is there any doubt in your mind that <laughs> that she isn't just just playing him for her own like career ascension? Like that's a yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Obviously, that's what that's what they're going with this. Are you saying no woman could ever love? Uh... Kumar? No, I just think that Kumar. the show the show is so stupid that, that that's the only that's yeah. the only route that this could possibly go in. You know what you just made made me realize? We're probably no because it's not happening in the in a timeline that's working the same as real life t- timeline. I was thinking, man, what if the paternity drama comes out during like a holiday episode? That would be crazy. <laughs> But probably it's just going to be shoved down our throats. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, anyway, let's talk for a minute about the scenes that Kiefer wasn't in. Let me say something. So we have the two F- FBI agents interrogating, as uh, his name, Mahid Nassar, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the uh, terrorist who claimed responsibility for the attack, but they think he didn't do, right? Because right. they know about the McLeish Mac- Mac- stuff. Um <laughs> Now, here's my question, and I feel like this is big. It's a hot take. Okay, you're telling me the FBI, first of all, at the very beginning of the episode, they had big doubts that he actually pulled off the the terrorist attack, and number two, they have with almost certainty that McLeish had something to to do with it, right? Right. Both of the FBI agents are at that event with the go- with the governors. You're telling me she doesn't pull Kiefer aside for 30 seconds and say, hey, Seriously. the guy you're thinking about making vice president was in a, a bomb a bomb chamber when the bomb went off and l- yeah. like at least give him why a are, clue. Why are they sitting on this information? Like yeah. there is a mass. This I mean, they are beginning to uncover what what is very likely is a mass conspiracy involving people within the the United States government, including the man that he's the president's considering appointing as his vice president. And they just, they just sit on it and allow him to like, are they even monitoring him? Like he, they just have their suspicions, but nothing more. They're just going to allow him to operate independently. McLeish. Yeah. McLeish without any sort of surveillance. Like he, he could be in in close contact with whoever was responsible, but the, <laughs> I don't. True. That hasn't even been suggested. He probably is. Um, <laughs> and then, like the the other thing is, of anyone in the whole world, I think that they know that President Kirkland was not involved. Like that's my other thing is maybe they're not telling him because who knows he might be involved. Right. But they know that he's not involved. So why not just pull him aside and let him know that they're investigating the guy he's thinking about making vice president? Why don't you immediately tell tell him? And the uh, interrogation of of that terrorist man um, didn't take a whole lot (laughs) 
to 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 get what they needed out of him. It's true. Just a couple of, of very vague threats on on his family <laughs> that they probably wouldn't have followed through on anyways because they're they're so they're so blindly like ideological. <laughs> Everyone is on this show. <laughs> it's true. It's like. Um... <laughs> It really, Everyone is just so fundamentally good, yeah. and as a result, completely just two-dimensional cardboard cutouts of, of real human beings. That's true. And man, does this show suck! <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, but alas, we, but will here- keep, we will keep watching <laughs> because this is important that we keep talking about this and diving deep into this every week. Hey, it's uh. And for all we know, it might be going some somewhere. I think we both know that it's not <laughs> <laughs> at this point. You're probably right. Okay, let's um, let's do a little scream bet. Uh, okay, which I did not plan, uh, but I'm just thinking of now. Which will happen first? Actually, okay, two two scream bets first. Will McLeish become vice president? I mean, to answer this, I mean, I, I'll, I'm already kind of informed by the um, previews for next week. I, mean, uh, I, I don't did, know if you've seen I didn't watch seen. it, no. But you, you, you can say. It looks like. like they're going to tell. They're finally going to fill him, fill him in on uh, what's going on with McLeish. Okay. So I don't think he'll be appointed vice president. Okay. Um, but what's your next? What's your next? Number two. Who, which will happen first? Who, who will be, which thing? Okay. Who, who will be talked to first about their respective I- I issues? Will the FBI agents talk to McLeish? Like, will he find out that mm-hmm. they know? Mm-hmm. Or will the son find out that, that Kiefer is not his dad? I think they're going to drag out the son's story. <laughs> For as long as they can. More than the story about the vice president possibly being part of the attack? (laughs) That's a good question. I feel like in the grand scheme of things, the writers on this show value the paternity uh, storyline more. (laughs) That's clearly where their priorities lie. I mean, just (laughs) as as proven by their... It's a good point. Their need to incorporate it into every episode. (laughs) <laughs> that's a really good point so you're thinking it's gonna be the vp is is revealed first yeah I do. okay yeah i i probably agree but for the sake of a screen bet i'll say the the, the paternity question is revealed first and that's our bet let's um let's move on to something a lot more <laughs> exciting than ds uh, American Horror Story. I'm glad you could uh, could admit that. <laughs> well, it's not difficult. I mean, gosh, I mean, a, a lot of exciting stuff did did happen. This in was a good episode, and a fitting conclusion, I think, to to this this part of the story. Just let me say before I get your thoughts, I had moments in the ne- this episode where there was a moment in the middle where I said this might be my favorite episode of the season. But by the end I said, man, we are really just stretching things out. Like we are stretching things out and I'll dive more into that, but please tell me what your, your thoughts were. Well, yeah, I mean, last week 
I thought was was the lull of of these four episodes. Um, you could certainly st- start feeling them like drag out this part of the story um, essentially just so they could get to this this episode. Mm. Um, whereas with this week, I thought it was just fun and scary and and fast moving at from from the jump mm-hmm. and that really carried through i thought to the the closing scene which was which is really strong um and just just in general I, I i thought this i mean the kathy bates power hour i think from two weeks ago was probably thought the mm-hmm. high point for me uh, of of three days in hell return to roanoke but uh this this week was was really good as well of course it's all relative right i mean it was the highlight but it wasn't (laughs) wasn't great correct i mean it was good it was good um yeah it's i think the big reveal for me in this episode of course uh, as someone that didn't re- realize that Cuba Gooding was dead, was that Cuba Gooding is dead. He was lying. He got got by the pig man. <laughs> yeah. He was lying there. He was featured in the background of numerous scenes uh, as, a, as a dead body. Um, and know what I also... Um, I guess how it happened was I was watching this, a rerun on FX, and it went right into The People versus O.J. Simpson, which I've oh. never seen. Wow, that that was riveting. That was a great show. Talk about something that's way better than American Horror Story. Uh, that pulled me right in, and I watched the first episode. So oh I'll be, wow! You gotta, yeah, you got to check that out. So I'll I'll be looking forward to the rest of that. But anyway, uh, Cuba Gooding is dead in American Horror Story. Um, we we open up with the butcher or Cat, Kathy Bates' ca- character's son coming in right there's that whole whole scene where the, the well, that wasn't the, the first scene but that was one of the first we, we first open up with the uh the three is it the teenagers kids? wandering okay. through the woods yeah my, now i know you called that fun but come on we're just like they just inserted that it's it's just to to, to stretch these these things out. they and, did but i i thought that they they provided um value to, to the episode yeah v- value that um they brought back Taisa farmiga who was in a season one i read that season three coven her first appearance on the show since coven and i thought her character was great i i i enjoyed her interactions with the other two and um they provided and just the fact that they had like head cams as opposed yeah. to wandering around like aimlessly with their with their iphones just let me just I appreciate it. There was that moment when they came up and said like these videos were from the the guy's iCloud. Why even like pr- pretend? Like 50% of the time it's clear that they don't give a shit. Like why even pr- pretend at times that like that this is like oh, here's why why we have all this video. I would have even bought that the footage despite being lit on fire that that footage was somehow recovered from from those cameras. <laughs> yeah. But they had like uh, okay they they have to give us the reasoning that we have that that footage but we can have extremely high definition like thirty camera angles in the hillbilly house like that like we don't need any ex- explanation for that 
but for th- this this camera footage, we we need to get the the card with like the 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 special ex- explanation. I did like that card though. I mean, just like staying what we were about to see was was extremely violent and unedited, and that that sort yeah. of just primed you for what you were about to see, yeah, which yeah. was absolutely horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was crazy. They were kebabbed. <laughs> I was, ha- I mean, Mike, you you must have been happy that Kathy Bates' son uh, was done almost as soon as as he. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind out. him that much. Uh, I thought he was he was fine. He he, he brought a, uh, a good energy. I thought to to those early scenes, and then I thought it was I appreciated that like as soon as he got going, he was savagely murdered, and then later in the episode, he had his intestines ripped out of him. Of course, he was like this sub, like sub example that you could sort of extrapolate for the entire season, which which is like, oh, this new person's arrived. Let's spend like a full five, five minutes with him explaining like why he doesn't have a cell phone, why he can't leave, why we can't do do, do this. Like mm-hmm. so we can set up that, yes, he is here and he's a new character, but he like everyone else for some reason can't have any co- contact and can't leave and can't do anything and he Ubered is just here. here ubered here doesn't have a car <laughs> yeah so they had to set up like that whole thing and like drop all that on us in the first 60 seconds of him him talking yeah but and then he's just killed like i <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was kind of like a funny joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> that we spend some time with him and then it ultimately doesn't matter because he was disemboweled i still don't get how anyone is doing this how does anyone not know that people have died at this house due to either supernatural causes or people coming and killing them like people were murdered in this house why does everyone act like it like it's a big joke i would not be going to this house where all this murder happened and all this crazy stuff happened it's crazy well i think uh early on they sort of established that a lot of people just don't don't buy it that they like the producer like clearly didn't didn't believe that that what was depicted in the reenactment was was in any way true and and that's why he he and everyone gathered back at that house um so i and and to some extent the the police were were sort of in cahoots with the polks the hillbillies yeah it's a it's a thin and there was some um there was some clear like social commentary this this week in the way we deal with police footage and uh, sure. footage that's caught on camera involving African Americans and whether you uh, buy fully into that narrative I I sort of just enjoyed that the show sort of touched on it but didn't sort of dive like too deeply and sort of hit you over the head with it like it's there if you want to uh invest in it but if if you don't if you if you don't care about that that aspect of it you can just sort of enjoy it for the scares as those as those two teenagers laid out early on sure like this was just scary and fun it's it's true let me ask you this um was so they go with Kathy Bates' son back to the hillbilly house. <clears throat> was it Audrey and Monet? Yep. Right. They do what they need need to do. Go back to the house. At this point, is Lee 
possessed or has she just gone crazy? I was confused, but I mean, she was possessed by the tree witch. Was she? The woods witch. I think we'll um, ever get she an was fed that She was fed that heart. And fr- from there on, she became possessed with the spirit of either the woods witch herself or the butcher. I don't know. She doesn't seem possessed when the police come. Well, I think she was asleep. She was knocked out. And I think that was shaken from her and she returned back to her normal state. Okay. Um, Yeah, she definitely seemed possessed. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of killing. Savagery. Brutal killing of Monet. Yeah. What was that? That thing looked like she fell on a table, but there was a giant spike through her. I don't know what that was. That was a nasty death. Um, All the killings were nasty. They were all nasty. Was that a little Game of Thrones callback when they burnt the kids at at the stake? (laughs) I don't think so. That was the craziest Game of Thrones scene of all time, wasn't it? That was when when they burned Stannis' daughter. Oh, jeez. Come on. I don't even want to think about that. Talk about some... Noah, it really makes you put everything in perspective when you think about how, how much better Game of Thrones is than this this show. But anyway, um, but if Game of Thrones popped up with the title card uh, ex- <laughs> explaining that it was found found footage, um, so that that was my question about Lee. And I also had man. So then, she for some reason does not kill Audrey. Uh, I'm assuming just because this is American Horror Story and who who gives a shit about anything. So she kills everyone, only pushes Audrey down the hole with the cleaver in her arm. Right. Yep. Just doesn't kill her. Could have easily killed her, but we need the special moment at the end. The thing at the end, what was that? Come on. So she, Audrey sees Lee and then has like the awkward... Like looking like she's getting wicked pissed for ten seconds, and then what does she do? Grab the cop's gun. Yep. That was just stupid to me. Well, probably near impossible that you could just grab a police <laughs> officer's gun from his holster. Like, isn't there there a safeguard preventing <laughs> preventing a random person from doing that? And she does it so smoothly and quickly she did, too. It was, and she shoved the police to the ground, <laughs> officer to the ground. I mean, um, wouldn't you just say she she's a killer? <laughs> Like, it's so easy. I did kind of like the, that, though. Just yeah. in that. I mean, it, it was it different. It completely ended her, like, within seconds. Yeah, it really <laughs> it, did. It, it allowed Lee to, to live on as, as the sole survivor. And um, I don't know if you saw this last week. It was announced by Ryan Murphy that Lana Winters would be returning to the final episode of the sh- of the season. Who's that? Lana Winters was the character played by Sarah Paulson in season two, Asylum. Whoa. And for my money, like the best character the show has, has ever presented. Is that the news reporter? She was, you, you saw Asylum, correct? Yes. Yeah. And she was, she was the news reporter who was uh, entrapped in the asylum much throughout season one or season two. Um, ah, okay. She would she would eventually go on to escape and live a very um, prosperous life as like a Barbara Walters type like 
news icon. Okay. So that makes sense. as soon as we as that was teased to us by Ryan Murphy, who loves to tease out random shit yeah. um, before his, his shows are over, uh, I immediately thought that whoever survives is going to be the one interviewed by mm. Lana Winters. So that immediately clued to me that it can't possibly be Audrey who lives because Sarah Paulson isn't going to interview herself. That would be although they could have. That would be so stupid. <laughs> so um. I, I had a feeling that she would die <laughs> and she did and so next week it looks like that's what we're going to be dealing with it's going to be the the Lana Winter special yeah you think it's going to be one one episode the the whole thing yeah that's the finale next week well I mean like you think that's what the whole episode is go- going to be I do yeah should be pretty crazy well like any other predictions, thoughts on next week? We we both won our updated screen bets because we. Well, so uh, I don't know if you picked Lee in the first I place. I did. Well, Not the first time, but the second time. Yeah, the second time. We we both picked Lee the second time, so we sort of won. Right. Um, a- any other thoughts or predictions for for next week, Mike? Um, man, I don't know. I think we're gonna get. I think we'll come back to the house in in some some way. Well, well, we're I don't think we're done with the ghosts of Roanoke just mm. yet. Will some other random shit be stuffed down our throats? Like we'll just get some. Other I really hope story. that Lana Winters doesn't get killed. I'd be very, I'd be very sad. <laughs> My God. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. Certainly, uh, you know, it's still intriguing me. Just a little rough. A little rough. Let's do this. Just a. Uh, a couple quick quick hits today yep. mike you, you've been watching shameless yeah um as i spoke about a, a few weeks ago i was really happy to have shameless back um i think i spoke after it premiered and said that while the last couple seasons um five and six had been a little rough in the storylines it gave to many of its characters i thought I felt like um, this season early on sort of was finally out from under a lot of those plots that were sort of dragging down the show and through what are four or five episodes I don't even know we've we've gotten this year I'd say that's still correct I think um, a lot of what we've seen so far has been of of a much higher quality in in previous years great Um, we've there's, there's been a really interesting like overarching plot involving uh, Fiona, the main character, who's who's finally um, trying to do what's in the best interest for for herself and her career um, th- to the the detriment, you could argue, of her of her younger siblings of of whom she is legally responsible. But but still, I think that that's been interesting um, stuff involving Carl, who's now off to military school. Uh, and his ex-girlfriend's father has, has been great. Um, the the really weird, creepy three three person marriage that uh, that we've gotten with the Kevin and Svetlana has been has been fun. Although that's kind of going in a weird spot. Lots so, of storylines going on, huh? Every, yeah, there's like seven or eight storylines going going ongoing at, at once. Uh, oh. It's not without it. It's lulls. It's 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 dud moments. Um, can sort of take or leave the the Frank William H Macy stuff, 
really as in, as as you can in any 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 season. Um, I hope that does come back around to involving the, the main cast at some point. It, it looks like it it might, but overall, I've been I've been very happy with it, and uh, yeah, I hope it hope it keeps it up. Happy to hear you've been uh, enjoying it. That's one that uh, I've. I've never watched. What what season is it again? This is season seven. My God, I would have a lot of catching up to do. Twelve huh? episodes a season on Showtime. So, although I've done it with Game of Thrones, I watched multiple seasons of of that <gasps> to, to catch up. But uh, another quick, not not really quick hit. Just a note. Talked about this a little bit last week and a little bit at, at the beginning here. Dave Chappelle hosting SNL. We're recording this on Saturday. He'll be hosting uh, this evening, Saturday Night Live. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, apparently, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, gave a subpar performance for SNL standards. Uh, by what Mike told me, the first episode I've watched in preparation for Dave, Dave Chappelle tonight. Dave Chappelle is an absolute treasure. He is going to be awesome. I, he, you know, he's been out of the spotlight for years now. I cannot wait. He is one of the funniest guys, um, uh, and we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about it talk about it next next week. But, and just uh, to to touch on on SNL, um, just a little bit more generally, it is going to be interesting to see how it handles uh, the election, because yeah. I think SNL has been just very overtly treating this election cycle as if. Hillary Clinton is going to win. She's going to be president. Donald Trump is just this big stupid joke who uh, will never be president. But like that's the sort of been the themes of of this of this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how it reconciles with that. Um, very interesting. How they're going to treat Trump, who I imagine will be played. I don't know how for how much longer by Alec Baldwin. Like, yeah. <laughs> he probably signed on envisioning he's only going to be playing Donald Trump for a few few weeks because after. After this week in November, he'll be gone. It'll yeah. be all Hillary. So, it, it, how is it going to? How is it going to handle that? That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll well, be. What do you think the cold opens? It, it'll be? obviously be be this. I I don't know. Um, maybe in 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 a Trump o- Oval Office opening. Maybe it, it may. I wouldn't be surprised. Dave Chappelle as Obama. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's what, what I was going to say. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we get their their first their first meeting in the Oval Office together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for for church today. That'll be crazy. Alec Baldwin and Dave Chappelle cold, cold open. That could be pretty cool. We'll like we'll, I, we'll see about that. Oh man, they're going to have to get a new Trump because I don't think Alec Baldwin's going to be sticking around for for four years to play him. <laughs> Um, they probably will just return to to Daryl Daryl Hammond who who played him previously. Is Daryl Hammond still on the show? He's not a cast member, but he is the announcer of the show and has sort of sporadically appeared uh, recently. As last year, he played Trump exclusively, and he also will pop up now and then as uh, Bill Clinton. So he'll they'll probably, I imagine, um, after the holidays, go back to him. Daryl Hammond is the announcer. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Live, live from. This is at Saturday Night Live. Okay, that's all the names. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to that tonight. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Westworld. Yeah, 
So, our sweet friend Chris, uh, as as we mentioned and spoke about extensively, is away at his his historian party, um, but he has sent us his thoughts on this week's episode of Westworld. So, uh, me and Mike have not listened to this. We are going to listen live with you right right now, and we will react to it, and then we will give uh, we we will give our thoughts. Uh, assuming Chris didn't do anything crazy uh, in this uh, short audio clip, hopefully he doesn't say anything too overtly racist. <laughs> we'll have to see. He's a he's a wild card. So let's um let's check it out. Hey Jeff and Mike, sorry I couldn't be there to talk TV with you guys. I'm currently in the great state of Connecticut though, uh, which is the setting for many smash hit TV shows such as Gilmore Girls and Judging Amy. Gilmore Girls coming back this month, by the way. Uh, so what did you guys think of the latest episode of Westworld, entitled The Adversary? I think, personally, it was a standout episode of the season so far. Having a more focused Maeve episode was great, uh, but also learning more about the inner workings of the park and even the inner workings of the hosts themselves was really cool. Uh, I loved seeing the scenes where Maeve kind of got her own skills set. Like, it almost felt like a video game. Like, you, she saw her own stats, uh, and she was able to kind of bump them up or down. Uh, one nitpick I did have is, why wouldn't these lab workers just simply kill Maeve and send her off to get erased? What incentive do they really have to keep going down this rabbit hole? They don't really seem genuinely interested about uh, finding out how deep this question goes or what would happen. Uh, they seem scared, if anything, and just do these things begrudgingly after Maeve makes threats. Um, yeah, I just don't understand why. Also, I'm not exactly sure about this Teresa reveal this week. What do you guys think about that? That could That's a left turn I really didn't see coming, and it could get messy. Uh... I'm not sure where it goes. I definitely could see her being a... Like she's doing this for a good reason that we just don't know yet kind of thing. Uh, I also loved the uh, callback, not callback, but the homage to the famous scene. I haven't seen the original movie, but I think everyone's seen the famous scene where uh, the host's face gets... like. He reveals his robot face beneath, and there was a great homage to that with Ford's uh, robot family this week, the kid uh, revealing his face, his real, true inner workings. Uh, what'd you guys think? I'll take my answer off air. Thanks, and God bless. Chris, always with the Gilmore Girls comments. I gotta say, thank you, Chris, for that, that brief history lesson about the, the shows that take place within the, the great state of Connecticut. Didn't know that. Not sure I needed to know that. Thank you, anyways. <laughs> Only Chris always shoving his uh, his historical co- commentary in our face. He's we thought we could get away from it for one week while he's at his his event, but he Chris also acting like he was he he was calling in. I th- I thought it was sort of uh, uh, like like we had a live uh, live caller, but Chris making Almost a lot like of good good points too. Yeah, I agree with him on, on mostly everything he, he said. Um, I thought this was a standout episode. Um, I mean, we all know how much I love Maeve. We got a mm. lot of great Maeve stuff. Certain scenes may have been the uh, the high point for me of the season so far. And I also... It, it really sort of hit home the, um, the fact with me that I 
much prefer to spend time um, within the, the the Delos part of the show as opposed to the actual like Westworld park. Uh, I thought it was a lot. It was very interesting to mm. sort of sort of peel back the the inner workings the of scenes, of yeah. the park and sort of the the intrigue and the politics and the back dealing of the people that run the park I thought was really cool to see um, with, with clearer focus than, than previous episodes yeah like Chris mentioned though one thing I just can't put together in my, my mind is why don't they just take take her out in fact when they have well. the, the screen open you could so easily just hey take that intelligence down to zero and you won't be questioning things <laughs> things again like they literally yeah, have was, the screen open i mean i get what she was blackmailing them I'm, i don't recall exactly what she had over them but yeah she was basically blackmailing them with the information like which the, she the only thing have, i can think of is like they they can't they can't dismantle her they can't take her out of commission without there being like real consequences to that and they also just can't keep true. killing and wiping her because as she's proven, she's she's going to continue to retain this information. They, That's they true. don't exactly understand why, but she still is. Like this, despite despite her repeatedly being killed, and I, I assume wiped to some degree, and and yeah. placed back in her her typical Westworld setting, she she still always comes back with with full awareness of of what's really going on. That's a good so, point. So right. she's clearly learning. She's clearly becoming more intelligent, um, and that was that was before them like literally upping her 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 level of of intelligence and awareness and perception. I believe was was the the the, the primary thing that they that they upped all the way. Yeah. So that 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 would be my my best answer to that. I think that that makes sense. Although I feel like there is something that they could do. You know. Yeah. They, like he said, they're not. They don't seem like really interested in exploring their options. They're starting to just. They they they're just caving to everything she's demanding of them. But then it made me think about. I'm not sure I bought how she reacted to being brought on that tour. Also, what the hell? Yeah, bringing her on on the on the big tour. Like I, I love that scene. That, that's what I was talking about. It's like being one of the high points of, of the season for me. I mean, it was great, but it's not r- r- realistic to me that he would bring her on a tour just because she she r- requested it. I know. You know? Yeah, it's true. It just didn't make make sense to me, but it was extremely I mean, cool. The scene in isolation, it was, it was both just like beautiful and fascinating to watch, but also kind of horrifying just to, to watch it through, through her uh, point of view. I mean, it could happen to any of us, you know. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, imagine if it did happen. Imagine if you just got taken out of this this life and not just to it see could like every to us, aspect of her life is just this this manufactured um, artificial thing that 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 people like literally literally create for. And seeing herself in the moving pictures in a previous role, yeah. Her, her dreams why are why are my dreams yeah, that was pretty performing. cool that was pretty I mean, it cool was, it was really cool and really super well done who do you think let's talk for a minute chris mentioned 
Dr. Ford's family and the, the robot face kid. That was sort of just like an eerie scene to that me. That kid was Dr. Ford, right? I think it definitely in a, in a is. Younger, yeah. It definitely younger version is. of him. And, and that, that was his father. That whole scene was so eerie to me. Just like B- Bernard walking out of the, the capsule thing and seeing the house in the woods and going to investigate. And and then the, the father doesn't take his command to uh to to shut off mm-hmm. or 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 whatever just really weird like just imagining Do- dr ford there just like interacting and watching his his fake family um really just sort of eerie it was it, it was yeah. just it's it's an interesting thread and it just makes you me. wonder how many are there other parts of the park where where dr ford just has these the these secret deco- not decommissioned but these the secret like under the radar hosts yeah living and habitating who like, knows makes you wonder what what other secrets he he's got but then he's got like, going throughout the park he clearly doesn't know why the kid killed the dog like he's he's asking him right yeah so i'm wondering well i'm wondering if if maybe when he was literally that age, he he did something similar, and he's trying to understand the, the psychology of of why he did that through this yeah, robotic be. version of himself. It could be, but he seems genuinely confused, like he actually doesn't know if the kid killed k- That's killed. Possible, yeah. And then that made me think: How much does Doctor Ford really know? Like, at times, it's just like. He seems like he's just a guy who wants to get this special thing done. Like mm-hmm. he's got his big project. He wants to get it done and then, you know, be be done with it. Or does he have this whole crazy thing that's going to happen with the maze? I I don't know. You know, now that that, that Chris isn't here, <laughs> our, our person who, our resident person who is completely averse to diving deep into the the theorizing that takes place <laughs> in this show maybe uh we we could talk a little little bit about that stuff we we certainly could i guess we... i think this might be our one opportunity to do so <laughs> i don't know should we reveal uh, it, i guess it depends how, how much do you think we should re- reveal mike how, how or uh, not think, really a reveal but i just, think let's just say this if if anyone who's listening isn't interested in us talking about it, press pause, skip to the end. Take uh, a break for a couple minutes. Anyone anyone who wants to hear? That includes you, Chris. <laughs> well, give me a couple thoughts, Mike. Um, what, can we talk about the Arnold stuff a little bit? I, I don't know how, how deep you've been uh, diving into the, the chatter. I think you can pretty much hit me with anything. Uh, <laughs> and I'll... Well, before we talk about Arnold, I think we need to talk about, uh, Jesus, what's his name? Bernard. Mm. In this dominant theory that he is, in fact, a host. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think it would be crazy at this point for it to be true. Just... Dr. Ford talking to him about his son and like really seemed to be digging in about his, his son dying and stuff like, well, that could just be like an implanted memory an implanted like narrative 
device motivation. It could be that that he purposely injected into him to to sort of drive him, um, and it's just in the way that Ford interacts with him, and in the way that Teresa almost interacts with him, mm. there 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 is a little bit of that. I don't really get it from I believe her name is Elsie. Yeah, um, she doesn't really behave differently. She sort of she treats him like like. She needs to respect him. He's her her boss. He's the person of authority. So maybe she just she isn't aware of of who he really is. Maybe that's part of the experiment. I mean, it could be that would be the reveal of the season if just in some random scene, Doctor Ford says like Bernard enter an, an, an analysis mode and he just like yeah you know absolutely and that that brings us to to the Arnold stuff in that I, I've seen speculated that. Arnold's consciousness, Arnold's some version of Arnold lives within Bernard. I've read about and, that and too. And that yeah. is why Bernard is so fascinated by he's so driven by by who this this Arnold person is. Like almost every scene that at this point that is what's driving him is 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 the mystery of this of this Arnold. It's true. Although it seems like I'm thinking Arnold is alive and Arnold is who took Elsie. Oh, you think that was Arnold? Mm. Mm, okay. I think signs are pointing towards Arnold being alive and that's not, not Bernard, but, but it could be. I feel like that would be the, the conventional route to go. Like he's secretly alive this whole time. Like, I think it would just be a lot more mind boggling. The American if, horror if, if story. There is route. something there with Bernard and Arnold. Yeah, it could be anything. I don't think he's a host, though. It it would blow my mind if he was. Yeah, I don't. I really, genuinely don't know what to believe. I think he. If they have, clearly he's a way more advanced host. Because sure. he doesn't need to be, like. I don't know. He has his own special room, and he doesn't need to be cleaned or updated or anything I guess unless they're just not showing us any of that um, I don't know well it, if he is a crazy. host I think it'll be as we've seen so far only one or two people are aware yeah that would be crazy that would be crazy I mean, and, and who I, better I see it. to who better to like serve as the authority of your company than someone who you can like completely control. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he does seem to be doing a lot like on his own though. Like he, Hmm. We Although just don't know. There are so many mysteries with the show. I, I really hope at a certain point over the next two, one or two episodes, they start to sort of peel back what's really going on. Why do you think, um, what's her name? Teresa why do you think she's stealing the the information is she just helping a rival company yeah I that's I couldn't even begin to wonder why why she's doing that Um, maybe it was as Chris mentioned she's doing it for good that was not my favorite moment of the episode just the way that was presented I thought it was very like melodramatic and just almost beneath um, the show Eh. Was, well, was, yeah, with like how she called Bernard like, and stuff. Right, as Bernard was about to mm. reveal this very 
yeah. uh, specific important information to her. He, he receives a phone call from Elsie, who's who turns out it, it turns out reveals that Ther- it was Teresa the whole time. You can't trust her. <laughs> what did you think about Teddy turning into a killing m- machine? I like that scene a lot. We've never seen uh, anything like, I like that, that side him. of him. Man jumped on the Gatling gun. And I like that the man in black was like, no, I will, I will do it because I can't be killed, but you can, if you, if you, if you die, I'm fucked. (laughs) It's true. That was really interesting. Because that's the reason why the man in black first time we've ever seen him like get, get captured and stuff like, like, like that, because he was trying to protect Teddy. He was protecting someone that could be killed. 100% 100% of the other times he's just a badass because he can't right. be killed. He can do whatever he, he wants. He had to play it more restrained. It was really interesting. It was good. It was good stuff. There, oh, So much going on. It's good t- TV, man. Come on. It is good, yep. This was... I wouldn't say that I've completely... Um, my misgivings are, 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 are not... are still present, I would say. But... Uh, this was a step in the right direction. Let me um, <coughs> let me ask you this, Mike. Where can we find you on online? You could find me uh, on Twitter at linguistics underscore and on screeningclub.com. And where can we find Chris? Do you, do you know? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Agreed. That's what you get for for uh, doing your his- historical stuff, Chris. You're not even getting a shout out. Is it that Morris underscore Mo- that, that at, Mor- at that Morris at that Morris on Twitter? You can find me the real Jeff Also, you can find all of us on screeningclub.com. Remember rate and subscribe. My, my friends, let us know what you think. Please send us your comments and thoughts. Um, I think next week uh, we've been getting a little like activity on our, on our email. So we might uh, start maybe live reading some, some thoughts and comments next week so if you'd like to uh if you'd like to get your thoughts on air send us an email at screeningclub at gmail.com we'd be happy to uh to talk about them uh of course screeningclub.com for more articles insight and to share your thoughts and guys until next week happy watching bye guess i'll say god god bless